Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. It's just a thought, just a thought. my opinion. It's just a thought, just a thought. Get out your feelings. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Sharina Cole, still holding it down. As always, right here. On Just a Thought, thank you guys so much for tapping in with me again. If you can't tell, you'll tell in a moment how excited I am. I've been working on getting this interview for probably about four weeks now. And you all know, or some of you don't, I'm not only a sports fan or a basketball fan, I'm also a former basketball player. So this excites me so much. I am joined now by Cam Mason. He is the head of sports marketing for Adidas Basketball. And for the first time in six years, Adidas Basketball will once again host the Euro Camp, the only officially sanctioned NBA pre-draft camp outside the United States. The most elite draft eligible athletes from around the world will be coached by current pro coaches and players with an opportunity to break out their pro basketball careers and um, also they're going to debut their inaugural girls camp which makes me very very excited so we're going to talk about that and so much more without further ado cam mason what is going on thank you so much for the opportunity to chat with you no problem appreciate you taking the time i'm excited as you are absolutely so before we jump in we do have to shout out a mutual friend that we have Shout out to Janice Banks before we got rocking and rolling. Cam's like, when'd you go to UW? When'd you go to Wisconsin? When'd you play? I think you know somebody I know. Turns out, uh, yeah, we're connected by someone I've known since I was 15 years old. Shout out to Janice, who is expecting baby number three. We played at University of Wisconsin together. And uh, Cam and I say hello, sis. So we're going to lead the show out saying hello and giving you a big shout out. What's up, Janice? <laughs> but jumping in, well, before we get into the Euro Camp, which I'm very excited about, Cam, I do have to ask you because it's the NBA Finals are here. So how how dare I not inquire? Um, I have Denver, and okay. uh, most people do, but I don't know who you have. So who do you have winning the chip and why? Um, considering I was jet lagged and up at uh, <laughs> two in the morning watching it last night. Um, <laughs> I have Denver as well, but I think it's going to be Denver in six. Um, Jimmy is a playoff. Jimmy comes out no matter what. So he's a, he's a competitor. He's not going to let them go down without a little fight, but yeah. Joker's too much. He's, he's I was just about to say they, it's like, it's like Jokic. It's like he sets records every night. It's it's fascinating. At the end of every game, they're like, do you know that you're the first person in history to do this and this? And he's like, I don't care. I just want to win a championship, but it's, they have yeah. no answer for him. They literally can't contain him. None. And I think that's the part where uh, it's a new age of basketball, you know? And yeah. I think that's that's why we're here in, in Europe trying to figure out who that next Joker is, hopefully. Absolutely. So let's talk about yeah. it. You know, bringing this Adidas Euro camp back to the world stage. With that in mind, especially when we're seeing how this European style of basketball is really permeating through the professional sports space when you talk about the NBA, even the G League. What say you to why this is important, especially, you know, with all that in mind? It's important to us and particularly important to the kids. So the athletes that we service, the athletes that are on our circuit, but also the athletes that we invite across the globe. 
um we haven't done this in like you said uh, since 2017 so just putting this back on the world stage putting this back in front of people so we can actually um give these kids the visibility that they like you know want and desire but ultimately like this is where coaches this is where um staff this is where scouts they come to find that next joker they come to find that next um ricky rubio luke uh, like etc um and i think that's the part that sets Eurocamp aside from some of our other platforms and some of our other programs that we have internally, but it brings it together all housed under one with Eurocamp. And it's important to us to get our kids those visibilities so they can grow in their career. They might not make it to the NBA, but it's scouts and coaches here from Euroleague. Um, you can have a prominent career in Europe. Yeah. And before I, before I ask another question about the camp, you talked about growing in, in, in their career. And I have to ask you, how how did you get here? Because this oh. is this your position is nothing to sneeze at. So what was your journey and ultimately becoming the head of sports marketing for Adidas basketball? Um, <laughs> I mean, if I could talk to the 13-year-old me, they wouldn't hmm. even understand like that I could be here. And I think that's important to know, like, um, you know, people of uh, I guess you could say like black and brown and people yeah. of color, like it's a journey that like we all want to and we all strive for. You're a former athlete. I'm a former athlete. We love sports. When I was growing up and being in school, all I wanted to do was like, how do I continue being passionate about um, a role or a job where it's a career? Yeah. And I mean, just through that, I just made sure I kept my passion through sport and I mean, sport allowed me to go different places in my journey and on the field, but obviously now off the field. So I took that step and went to school. And then my major thing, and I mean, I talked to every intern, every person that reports to me, networking is the most important thing. I wouldn't yeah. be here without networking and a strong network. Um, and then just growing up loving sneakers. So mm. I, before I came into sports marketing, I was uh, in product and I just loved just sneakers growing up. You could turn that passion for sneakers, passion for sport into a career. So I took that journey and here I am now. I love it. And you talk about passion for sports and, you know, obviously those who are part of this camp have a great passion for, for the game of basketball. What is the selection process like? Yeah. So, I mean, with for, for Eurocamp in particular, we have our own 3SSB circuit, which is our AAU circuit. Um, I mean, it's comparison to Nike's EYBL. Mm-hmm. But we take our top kids, our top talented kids, um, both male and female, which this year is the first time we're doing female for Eurocamp. Um, and that was another one of the initiatives I wanted to obviously push is like, how do we make sure we up level not only our male athletes for visibility, but our female athletes on our circuit for visibility? Um, because we have a dominant roster on both NBA and WNBA. But like, how do we mm-hmm. usher in that next generation of talent on both? So we have that within our three SSB circuit. And then we have some external scouts. Um, We wanted to be bipartisan. We didn't want to like hand select kids on our own. Um, So we had some bipartisan scouts that took part, went to some of our, what we call live period stops um, throughout the first part of the summer. And they selected a lot of the kids. So um, obviously they did scouting during the year while they were in high school, et cetera, but, um, selecting those kids and selecting them properly on the U S side, that's what we wanted to do. So we did that on our circuit, but then obviously we wanted to get the best of the best kids. So, uh, we ruffled a few feathers within our three SSB <laughs> circuit, but we did invite, um, some kids that aren't on our circuit, yeah. um, 
to to compete. I mean, like I said at the beginning, the main thing here is visibility, visibility to the for the athletes and visibility um, for them in their career. So that's what we did for the U.S. And then in Europe, we have a circuit that's next generation. So we have a next gen um, tournament. So mm. similar to NBA in Europe, we have EuroLeague. So our next gen tournament sits under EuroLeague, and that's where a lot of those next generational players that participate in playing EuroLeague and grow up to play in EuroLeague, they come from. So we sponsor that. We have mentorship on that as well. Brought some of those players into this Euro camp. And then last but not least, uh, Team Asia. So we have Team Asia. So in China, Japan, Greater China, sorry, Greater China, Japan, and also Asia Pacific did the same thing. Like we have a platform there, took some external scouts within the area, so hand selected a lot of the kids that came from that those regions. So yeah. Wow, wow. And and you you continue to mention the next generation. And I have to know the answer to this, Cam, because I, I will oh. be honest with you. Here in the States, it drives me nuts. Reclassing drives me absolutely nuts. When I played, yeah. this wasn't even really a thing. You had a few players that might go to a prep school you know, and then, and then they'll go to the next level in college. And I'm talking one year of prep school. So with that in mind, is, is, is reclassing something that's more prominent here in the States versus overseas? Or is that something that you guys still work through and work with when it comes to Eurocamp? So it's, it's twofold. So reclassing is one thing we have to struggle with, but another one that, um, I mean, we, we, we went to school around the same time as transfer portal. Yes. (laughs) So it's like, That's a whole nother thing where it's like in high school, you have the reclassing, but in college, you have transfer portal. A lot of those kids that come from the transfer portal start within like the circuit. Mm. I've talked to some of the college coaches in particular, like they reclass to like, you know, obviously get better positioning and better scouting opportunities, et cetera, and recruiting opportunities. Sorry. But um, a lot of the coaches and college coaches that um, I've talked to, they, they go to scout at places like Eurocamp to yeah. find out, okay, this kid might be transferring out of their current situation in two years. So let me start scouting them now. Um, and then in Europe, they don't even have, like they have reclassification in a way, but it's all age dominant here. Mm. Um, so it's all age dominant. So U19 is obviously the the preferred place there, but you can become, I mean, similar to like a lot of our pros that are in the NBA, like they became pros in Europe at age of 14, 15. Yeah. I mean, Luca's a perfect example. Ricky Rubio is another example. So they're already used to and accustomed to that. Um, so this, like, you know, reclassification, you go to a prep school, some go to a prep school, some not go to G League. It's, it's kind of yeah. up to them. So for those who are unfamiliar with reclass, and these, this is my opinion, oh, not Cam's, yeah, okay? Sorry, sorry. This is This is my opinion, not Cam's. Let me be very clear because I, I want <laughs> to be able to continue my relationship with Adidas basketball. I don't want them <laughs> to be upset with me. But for example, somebody in, in here in the States, so if I'm, if I'm a freshman in high school and I'm playing, you know, playing on my AAU team, my club team or whatever, somebody, if, if, if somebody decides, hey, I'm not the level I want to be at, also, Cam mentioned exposure opportunities. Okay, cool. I'm going to push push myself. I'm going to hold myself back a year. Hmm. Some people, I'm not, I, I'm just saying what I've seen. It looks like they're holding themselves back about two, three years. I have gone to, I, and yes, and I go yes. to EYBL games and I go to other, other, you know, Adidas games and things like that. I, I've, this is a world I'm actually in all the time. 
And I'm literally to some degree seeing grown men playing against boys. So right. I feel like it's a little bit out of control, but thank you for kind of clearing up how you guys are working with, uh, with that cam. And honestly, the way that we've seen like guys like Luca do it, I'm okay with that. If you're, if you're younger than everybody else and, and you're and dominating, I yeah. for, just for me, I have more respect for that versus you're going to hold yourself back by grade two, three years. And now you're considered because of your grade in the same class as the kid that's actually in that grade. So I'm interested to see how the game evolves with that in mind, but I do want to speak about evolution a bit, just the relationship that Adidas has with the game of basketball, past and present. So when we look at, you know, let's just say 10 years back, where it mm -hmm. stood and also where you guys are standing now and what you're most excited about in regard to that. Yeah, I think now social media is dominant. We're talking <laughs> about previously where Eurocamp was when we initially, like, you know, were doing it. I mean, we had a whole change in leadership. We had a change in direction. But now with social media being very dominant, and of, of course, we just talked about it, like this next generation being yeah, very yeah. Uh, used to exposure. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the part where 10 years ago, exposure, you have to see it in person. Right. Now, you could get a scholarship off of a highlight tape. Um, but we want to make sure we give those kids the same visibility because coaches want to see that in person. They want to see what it is like that you do on court against grown men too as well. So, I mean, we have some of um, our kids here, like I think the youngest on the roster for, from America is 15, uh, Gilbert Arena's son, Elijah. He's going to be going up against kids that are 20 years old. So wow. it's, it's, it's that because in, in Europe, like you can play like 19, U19, 20, et cetera. Um, most of the, I mean, majority of the kids here are under 21, um, but from Europe and Asia, but this is where we want to make sure we get them that exposure. Social media is dominant. So like a kid that is dominating at their age at 15, they had an opportunity to showcase that, be visible. And then at some points go viral. So um, hopefully for some viral moments this week, actually. Yeah. I think you guys will have some, and, and, you know, in your opinion, in your opinion, Cam, what say you to just the level of skill that, mm -hmm. you know, you've seen in the past and what you're hoping to see as these, as the camps roll out? Yeah. I think that's the part now where um, we talked about it at the very beginning of like the skill set and how skill translates a little bit differently now. I mean, I will say the past four MVPs, but it's the past two MVPs because uh, it's just been two. Uh, but the past like um, like two have been European, yeah. And then now this year, even with MB, of course he came to America and went to high school, but mm -hmm. he's African, so it's yeah. like that skill set is completely different. You get a completely different bag no matter where you're at. I personally like it because ten years ago. If you were a person from Chicago, you play like you were from Chicago. That's true. If you were a person from LA, you play like you were from LA. Now you get people that are in Slovenia, you get people that are in France playing like you are from the States. And I yeah. personally like it because it's allowing the opportunity for the, I mean, basketball has become more and more global. And yeah. what Eurocamp is and how we're trying to bring it back is because that we want to make sure Adidas is at the forefront of being global. Yeah. And, and I want to talk about the inaugural girls camp. Cause I, I'm just really, really excited about that. You know, we saw this just influx of fanfare um, with yeah. the, uh, with the final four and, and the championship and, and all the different things happening with, with Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. And it's just been an explosion of just excitement around the women's game 
any way. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys hope to piggyback off of that with this inaugural girls camp? I think that's the part, like us bringing it back for the first time since 2017, it would behoove us if we didn't include women. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is make sure equality is still at the forefront of what we do as well. So visibility, but along with that equality. So, um, I mean, if we're just being completely honest, the final four you just mentioned a lot better than the men's final four. Yeah. You know, facts. I mean, I mean, in the ratings show that too. Um, and then the talent is showing that as well. So we're getting female hoopers that are competing at a high level and honestly, like are going viral. They're getting more exposure and the more visibility and exposure they get, the more opportunities they get, more NIL opportunities they get. So like, that's what this camp is for also. Um, is showcasing like the best female athletes that we have on the three SSB circuit, but also within, within Europe, global games and everything is still translating. A lot of people don't know, like you have WNBA, but during the off season, a lot of the women that we have on our roster, Chelsea, Erica, et cetera, like all Kai, like they all come over here to Europe and they play. A lot Mm -hmm. of people don't understand that, but it's like, that's one of the things that like, through visibility, like hopefully you can like uh, see the closing of the salary gap in between. Yeah. Like, I, I hope that we come like to a point where we're looking at women's games and men's games on a similar level. And that's what we want to do here is like, at least give them the opportunity. We haven't done it. So we want to at least put the resources behind it to do it. Yeah. I, and, and in that vein, I'm gonna stay here for one moment. I mean, the WNBA, they're very limited in terms of their rosters because they don't have that many teams. And yeah. you know, as far as expansion, it, it's been slow. It's been steady, but it's been slow. So yeah. with that in mind, you know, what kind of support um, is Adidas basketball kind of putting around teams that are overseas that are going to mm-hmm. that are going to have to receive many of these women who are exceptionally talented, but there's just no room for them in the States to play during the yeah. WNBA season. Yeah, so that's one of the things that we have partnerships with a lot of those teams. So similar to EuroLeague for men's, we have partnerships with EuroLeague and um, for our women's side. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the part, it happens during the NBA season. So a lot of people, and it's during the fall winter season. So a lot of people in the States don't really see it, but people over here in Europe do. So I think that's the part. Whenever I'm back home and like go back to LA, like I constantly get the updates of, I mean, Chelsea, she made it to the championship in yeah. WNBA and then also in the Euro League. And I think that's something that we want to make sure we offer the support to our athletes that we do sign to give them that opportunity. Like our, you know, Lindsay, who manages our women's athletes, like she does a great job of making sure she stays in constant contact to make sure we're providing the gear, we're providing the footwear, the athlete service that they need to perform at a high level no matter where they're at. So yeah. that's what we want to make sure we do as well. You mentioned, um, you know, pro coaches and, and, and players and all of the different, you know, kind of support in that way that you have around the Euro camp. You know, how do you what is what is even that selection process like? How do you how do you bring these these individuals into the fold? And ultimately, how do you hope they help to continue to foster the advancement of these players that are going to participate? Yeah, I think that's the part of being an alum. So we had a few of our alums come back uh, that participated in Euro camp previously in previous years. I just saw Josh Smith in the in the lobby, um, Rajon Rondo, uh, like wow. Ricky Rubio, like it's a few different people that like started, like we just talked about exposure and visibility. Like they got a lot of exposure and visibility here in front of NBA coaches, uh, coaches and scouts um, in order to go like take that next leap in their career. And mm-hmm. a lot of those individuals want to pour back into the youth. We get a lot, I mean, we have 
I mean, we have a lot of teams on our circuit that are from our NBA athletes and our WNBA athletes. NECA has a team all the way down to, you know, Anthony Edwards. So a lot of people want to pour back into the youth to show, like, you know, they actually care. And that's the moments that we have. So the selection process with that is, like, obviously starting with alums first. But this year we're bringing in two um, male athletes from NBA that we signed. So they started on our circuit, Ben Matherin and Jabari Smith. So obviously Montreal and Atlanta, two various different cities, but started on our circuit and we wanted to bring them back so they can obviously like tell their story, give back to the youth, mentorship, everything there. And then on the women's side, we have Haley Van Lift. So she's one of our NIL athletes. She um, recently transferred to LSU, but she's coming over and she's um, going to do the same thing for the women's. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's, it's WNBA season at this time, so we're not yes. able to get uh, <laughs> our, our most of our female like in WNBA athletes uh, that we have on our roster here. But Haley's going to be great, and she's really looking forward to it as well. You mentioned it, NIL deals, and that's another thing that's just kind of blowing um, the, the 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 amateur level and. Cause not, it's not even just college guys. We're talking high school too. Um, high school it, it's too. blow it's blowing this, the, the game of basketball and just, and just amateur sports in general out of the water in certain respects. Um, how was, how was the NIL situation impacting Adidas basketball, if at all? Yeah. I mean, I personally want to go back and reclassify myself. I know. Um, right. Why didn't they like, have this when we were playing? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I know I'm really like I'm really grown. Like I'm so far removed from playing <laughs> in college, but I'm actually jealous. I'm jealous yeah. of these high school kids. I'm jealous of these college kids. I'm it's, sorry. It is that like it's it's the part where it offers the opportunity because I'm jealous too. It's like if I could, I mean, I talked earlier about 13-year-old self being like, oh, what? You're in sports marketing ahead of like Adidas basketball. But it's also the fact of like giving back to like the getting back to these kids, and it's like I'm talking to 15 to 18 year olds in high school that well-deserving carry a very large followership um, and they're getting deals. You know what I mean? So it's to a point where what we're seeing a lot now is peer-to-peer influence. And I think peer-to-peer influence, um, it carries weight. So a lot of the kids that are on our circuit, they influence the other kids that are on their team because they're the top dog on their high school team. Mm-hmm. So what they're going back after the summer and what they're wearing, what they're walking through the hallways with kids on their team, but also kids in their school are like, oh, man, how'd you get those? I want to get those. Oh, it, and it, it works that way. So those NIO deals like really carry value. And I mean, of course, we still have our NBA and our WNBA athletes, but NIL is becoming more and more prominent because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Before before I let everybody know um, when, when the camps kick off, and, and if you're not in Italy right now, you, you didn't get picked, but it's okay. There's always next year. What advice would you give to amateur athletes, whether on the high school or the collegiate level, um, who yeah. desire at one point to sign an, a, a contract with Adidas or who desire to play at, at, at the pro level, whether it's in Europe or here in the States, what, what would you say to them? Yeah. I mean, and this is, I mean, I'll speak for Adidas, but if you're just looking to be um, a broader and branding yourself, branding is the main thing. Uh, if I was younger, my Instagram, my socials would be like, on like, on a trillion like i'll be i'll make sure that i have a followership i'll make sure that i am out there and i am a marketable person what a lot of kids fail to realize is like 
these brands, these coaches, these scouts, we all look on your Instagram. We all mm. try to figure out who you are from a person and personality standpoint. It says a lot what you post and what you also are tagged in. And I think that's the thing that we look at because if you're just constantly posting Nikes and Jordans, et cetera, it's like, well, why would we even go after you? Why would we even target mm. you? And people would be like, oh, well, I just want to wear that either. Okay, cool. Let's see when the check rolls in. You know what I mean? <laughs> because that's the part where it's like, we have a lot of athletes that thoroughly just love the brand. They yeah. love wearing Adidas. They just love being part of the brand. And we treat our athletes with respect and give them the exposure. So I'm talking about high school athletes exposure, but I just mentioned three of our other athletes like NIO um, with Haley and then also two of our NBA athletes that are going to be here. And that's exposure within themselves, which also makes them more marketable, which gives them more exposure to get other deals. So I think those are the things of like the key thing I would say, bringing it back to a question is like, you got to be marketable. You got to be marketable and you got to know what you're marketing and branding yourself with. Be marketable, y'all. You yeah. take advantage of what me and Cam did not have. There was no I Facebook. Know. There was no Instagram. There was none of oh. that. There was no Twitter. <laughs> so turn up on your socials. And if yeah. you're interested in Adidas, make sure they know it. So yeah. you, you got to make sure yeah. you have it on, on your body in some way, shape, or form. But the EuroCamp, guys, the, the EuroCamp kicks off, uh, yeah, June 9th through the 15th. Yeah. Boys camp June 9th through 11th, girls camp June 13th through the 15th. And I cannot pronounce uh, the the city in Italy. Would you love to do me the honors, Cam? Because I don't want to mess it it up. Oh, it it is Treviso, Italy. It is actually (laughs) um, the home and foundation of Tiramisu and Prosecco, which I'm I'm learning very fast. I I I did did not not know know that. I did not know that either. Yeah. I need to catch so, a flight out there. Oh wow! Oh uh, yeah, if you you know prosecco all all out here, so get the sparkling wine and then get your uh, tiramisu on. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Also, guys, make sure you have you know if you just want to keep up with updates and things like that, you can go get in for more information at AdidasEuroCamp.com. Also, Adidas Basketball on Instagram, Adidas Hoops on Twitter. And Cam, I want to make sure people also can keep up with you, if that's all right. And don't DM Cam trying to get NIL deals and all of that, okay? Be mature and be respectful. I've had many of those in the request in the request column, but um, I'm I'm on I'm on Instagram as Sneakerhead Noop, and yes, I am a Kappa. I'm a Zeta. So what's going on? We're all family around here. Here we go. I got cousins that are Zeta, so I appreciate you, bro. Love that, love that, Cam. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Congratulations to you and your team on what I know will be an amazing camp. Maybe I can visit next year and, and check out everything you guys got going on. I am I am totally sold on on all you guys have uh, in store. So thank you so much. I wish you nothing but the best. And I really appreciate the conversation. No problem. I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sheree Nicole. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube. And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Cherie Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Cherie underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E.
Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.